You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 180. We are finishing the Book of 1 Kings, and it is an epic season finale. And if you're wondering why you've never seen this chapter in any movie, it's because it would be very expensive. This is an Avengers-level battle with tons of characters. There's God, angels, prophets, kings, even a lone soldier with a bow and arrow. As we know, King Ahab of Israel, he's an evil guy. But he's gotten kicked down a few times by the Lord, and at least he's learned one thing. He needs to know if he has God's blessing but to find that out, he has to talk to the prophets, and he's got like 400 prophets. But there's always that one prophet who God speaks to directly, and his name is Micaiah. And unfortunately, he doesn't always have nice things to say, and that just doesn't make King Ahab feel good. So seeking his advice is the last thing he wants to do. But then here comes the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat. And he encourages King Ahab to get Micaiah's advice anyway. And so they do, and a great battle happens at the battle at Ramoth-Gilead, with King Ahab joining forces with King Jehoshaphat. So that would be the entire Israel and Judah nations against the king of Aram. So it's the Israelites versus the Arameans, and this ultimate battle for supremacy. We're also continuing in the book of Acts, and we're going to spend some time outside of Paul and Silas's influence to see how people are reacting to the word of the Lord being spread. And there's one situation where a group of Jews actually tries to use the same power that Paul has by using Jesus's name, but the problem is they don't have a faith in Jesus. So trying to cast out demons in his name? Well, the demons know better than that. They're smarter than you think. And then there's total chaos in Ephesus. You see, the whole region, including Asia, they worship the goddess Artemis. And a lot of people are converting to Christianity. And that's all fine until money gets involved. There's some little shop vendors. They sell small models of Artemis's temple. They basically make money off of the whole Artemis religion. And so having people convert to Christ isn't good for business. Now, if they were smart, they could make crosses or Christian type of stuff, but that's not what's on their mind. So when business is involved, they get the whole city to turn against Paul and all the apostles and all the disciples that are there. And it's total chaos. And the only person who can bring peace to it all isn't Paul. It's the city clerk. And you know what? I guess nobody messes with the city clerk. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible 
in one year. Let's get started. 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 1 to 53. Micaiah warns King Ahab. For the next two years, there was peace between Israel and Aram. Then during the third year, King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to visit King Ahab of Israel. Ahab asked his officials, Remember when the king of Aram took Ramoth-Gilead from us? That city is ours, so why have we done nothing to get it back? So Ahab asked King Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to attack Ramoth-Gilead? Jehoshaphat answered, Yes, you and I will be as one. My men and my horses will be as yours. But first, let's ask the Lord for advice. So Ahab called a meeting of the prophets. There were about 400 prophets at that time. Ahab asked the prophets, Should I go and attack the Arameans at Ramoth-Gilead or not? The prophets answered Ahab, Yes, because the Lord will let you defeat Ramoth-Gilead. But Jehoshaphat said, Doesn't the Lord have another prophet here? Let's ask him the same question. King Ahab answered, Yes, uh, there is another prophet. His name is Micaiah, son of Imla. But I hate him, because his message from the Lord is never good news for me. He always says that something bad is going to happen, Jehoshaphat said. As king, you should not say things like that. So King Ahab told one of his officers to go and find Micaiah. At that time, the two kings were sitting on their thrones with their royal robes on. They were at the judgment place near the gates of Samaria. All the prophets were standing before them prophesying. One of the prophets was named Zedekiah, son of Canana. Zedekiah made some iron horns and said to Ahab, This is what the Lord says. You will use these iron horns to fight against the army of Aaron. You will defeat them and destroy them. All the other prophets agreed with Zedekiah and said, Your army should march now to go and fight against the Arameans at Ramoth-Gilead. You will win the battle. The Lord will let you defeat them. While this was happening, the officer went to find Micaiah. When he found him, the officer told him, All the other prophets have said that the king will succeed, so you should say the same thing. But Micaiah answered, As surely as the Lord lives, I can say only what the Lord says to me. Micaiah went and stood before King Ahab. The king asked him, uh, Micaiah, should we go and attack the Arameans at Ramoth-Gilead? Or not? Micaiah answered, Yes, go and win the battle. The Lord will let you take the city. But Ahab answered, How many times do I have to tell you? Tell me the truth. What does the Lord say? So Micaiah answered, I can see the army of Israel scattered all over the hills like sheep with no one to lead them. This is what the Lord says. These men have no leaders. Let them go home in peace. Then Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, See, I told you, uh, this prophet never has a good message for me. 
He always says that something bad is going to happen. But Micaiah said, Listen to this message from the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. All of heaven's army was standing around him. Some on his left side. And some on his right side. The Lord said, Which of you will go and trick King Ahab into attacking the Arameans at Ramoth Gilead so that he will be killed? The angels discussed many different plans. Then a spirit went and stood before the Lord and said, I will trick him. The Lord asked, How will you do it? The spirit answered, I will go to Ahab's prophets and cause them to tell lies. So the Lord said, Yes, that will fool Ahab. Go out and do that. So that is what has happened here. The Lord made your prophets lie to you. The Lord himself decided to bring this disaster to you. Then the prophet Zedekiah went to Micaiah and hit him in the face. Zedekiah said, How is it that the Spirit of the Lord left me and went to speak to you? Micaiah answered, Listen, you will see that what I said will happen, and you will be hiding in the most secret place you can find. And King Ahab ordered one of his officers to arrest Micaiah. Ahab said, Arrest him and take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to the king's son, Joash. Tell him to put Micaiah in prison. Give him nothing but bread and water to eat. Keep him there until I come home safely from the battle. Micaiah said to King Ahab, If you come back alive from the battle, it will mean that what I told you was not from the Lord. Then he said to the others there, Remember what I said, everyone. The battle at Ramoth Gilead. So King Ahab of Israel and King Jehoshaphat of Judah went to fight the Arameans at Ramoth Gilead. Ahab said to Jehoshaphat, When we get into the battle, I will dress differently so that no one will recognize me. But you wear your royal uniform. So the king of Israel went into battle dressed like an ordinary soldier. The king of Aram had 32 chariot commanders. He gave them this command. Don't go after anyone except the king of Israel, no matter how important they are. When the chariot commander saw King Jehoshaphat, they thought he was the king of Israel, and they went to attack him. Jehoshaphat started shouting. When the commander saw that he was not the king of Israel, they stopped chasing him. Then an Aramean soldier pulled back on his bow and shot an arrow into the air without aiming. The arrow happened to hit the king of Israel where two parts of his armor came together. King Ahab said to his chariot driver, I've been hit. Turn the chariot around and take me off the battlefield. The battle continued all that day. King Ahab leaned against the side of his chariot to hold himself up as he looked out towards the Arameans. When evening came, he died. The blood from his wound covered the floor of the chariot. At sunset, all the Israelites cheered when they were told to go home. So they all went back to their hometowns. And that is how King Ahab died. Some men carried his body to Samaria and buried him there. 
They took his chariot and washed it by the pool in Samaria, where prostitutes bathed. And the dogs licked Ahab's blood that was on the chariot. This happened as the Lord had said. Everything else King Ahab did during the time he ruled is recorded in the book, The History of the Kings of Israel. That book tells about all the cities he built and about all the ivory that he used to decorate his palace. When Ahab died, his son Ahaziah became the next king after him. Summary of Jehoshaphat's Rule Jehoshaphat, son of Asa, became the king of Judah in Ahab's fourth year as king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king, and he ruled in Jerusalem for 25 years. His mother was Azubah, the daughter of Shelhi. Like his father Asa, Jehoshaphat was a good king and continued to do what the Lord says is right. But he did not destroy the places where people went to worship false gods. So the people continued offering sacrifices and burning incense in those places. Jehoshaphat made a peace agreement with the king of Israel. Jehoshaphat was very brave and fought many wars. Everything else he did is recorded in the book, The History of the Kings of Judah. Jehoshaphat forced all the male prostitutes to leave the land. Some of them were still there from the time when his father Asa was king. In those days, Edom did not have a king. It was ruled by a governor who was chosen by the king of Judah. King Jehoshaphat built some cargo ships. He wanted the ships to sail to Ophir for gold, but they never went there. They were destroyed in their home port at Ezion Geber. At that time, King Ahaziah of Israel had offered to let some of his own soldiers join Jehoshaphat's men on the ships, but Jehoshaphat refused to accept his help. Jehoshaphat died and was buried in the tombs of his family in Jerusalem, the city of his ancestor David. Then his son Jehoram became the next king. Ahaziah was the son of Ahab. He became king of Israel during the 17th year that King Jehoshaphat ruled Judah. Ahaziah ruled in Samaria for two years. He did what the Lord says is evil, like his parents Ahab and Jezebel, and like Jeroboam, son of Nebat. He sinned and caused Israel to sin too. Ahaziah served the false god Baal and worshiped him, just as his father had done before him. He did all the things that his father had done to make the Lord, the God of Israel, angry. Acts chapter 19, verses 14 to 41. Some Jews also were traveling around, forcing evil spirits out of people. The seven sons of Sceva, one of the leading priests, were doing this. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus to make the evil spirits go out of people. They all said, By the same Jesus that Paul talks about, 
I order you to come out. But one day an evil spirit said to them, I know Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit inside him jumped on these Jews. He was much stronger than all of them. He beat them up and tore their clothes off. They all ran away from that house. All the people in Ephesus, Jews, and Greeks learned about this. They were all filled with fear and gave great honor to the Lord Jesus. Many of the believers began to confess, telling about all the evil things they had done. Some of them had used magic. These believers brought their magic books and burned them before everyone. These books were worth about 50,000 silver coins. This is how the word of the Lord was spreading in a powerful way, causing more and more people to believe. After this, Paul made plans to go to Jerusalem. He planned to go through the regions of Macedonia and Achaia, and then go to Jerusalem. He thought, after I visit Jerusalem, I must also visit Rome. Timothy and Erastus were two of his helpers. Paul sent them ahead to Macedonia, but he stayed in Asia for a while. But during that time, there was some trouble in Ephesus about the Lord's way. This is how it all happened. There was a man named Demetrius who worked with silver. He made little silver models that looked like the temple of the goddess Artemis. The men who did this work made a lot of money. Demetrius had a meeting with these men, and some others who did the same kind of work told them, Men, you know that we make a lot of money from our business, but look at what this man Paul is doing. Listen to what he is saying. He has convinced many people in Ephesus and all over Asia to change their religion. He says that gods that people make by hand are not real. I'm afraid this is going to turn people against our business. But there is also another problem, and people will begin to think that the temple of the great goddess Artemis is not important. Her greatness will be destroyed. Then Artemis is the goddess that everyone in Asia and the whole world worships. When the men heard this, they became very angry. They shouted, Great is Artemis, the goddess of Ephesus! The whole city was thrown into confusion. The people grabbed Gaius and Aristarchus, men from Macedonia who were traveling with Paul, and rushed all together into the city's outdoor theater. Paul wanted to go in and talk to the people, but the Lord's followers did not let him go. Also, some leaders of that region who were friends of Paul sent him a message telling him not to go into the theater. Some people were shouting one thing and others were shouting something else. The meeting was very confused. Most of the people did not know why they had come there. Some Jews made a man named Alexander stand before the crowd and they told him what to say. Alexander waved his hand trying to explain things to the people. But when the people saw that Alexander was a Jew, they all began shouting the same thing. 
For two hours, the continued shouting. Great is Artemis of Ephesus! Then the city clerk persuaded the people to be quiet. He said, Men of Ephesus, everyone knows that Ephesus is the city that keeps the temple of the great goddess Artemis. Everyone knows that we also keep her holy rock. No one can deny this, so you should be quiet. You must stop and think before you do anything else. You brought these men here, but they have not said anything bad against our goddess. They have not stolen anything from her temple. We have courts of law, and there are judges. Do Demetrius and those men who work with him have a charge against anyone? If so, they should go to the courts. Let them argue with each other over there. Is there something else you want to talk about? Then come to the regular town meeting of the people. It can be decided there. I say this because someone might see this trouble today and accuse us of starting a riot. We could not explain all this trouble because there is no real reason for this meeting. After the city clerk said this, he told the people to go home. Proverbs chapter 15 verses 31 to chapter 16 verse 7. To be counted among the wise, you must learn to accept helpful criticism. If you refuse to be corrected, you are only hurting yourself. Listen to criticism and you will gain understanding. Wisdom teaches you to respect the Lord. You must be humble before you can be honored. People might plan what they want to say, but only the Lord can give them the right words. People think that whatever they do is right, but the Lord judges their reason for doing it. Turn to the Lord for help in everything you do, and you will be successful. The Lord has a plan for everything, in his plan, the wicked will be destroyed. The Lord hates those who are proud. You can be sure he will punish them all. Faithful love and loyalty will remove your guilt. Respect the Lord, and you will stay far away from evil. When people live to please the Lord, even their enemies will be at peace with them. Thank you, everyone. That was day 180. Join us for day 181. We will begin the book of 2 Kings, and I will include a detailed introduction. And in the book of Acts, Paul goes to Macedonia and Greece, and he speaks to the elders from Ephesus. And he tells them that one thing he's certain of, that he's done, he's told them everything, and that God will not blame him if some of them are not saved. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.